0: What's going on guys and welcome back to a brand new episode of the Let's Talk Fast podcast. I'm your host Adam Martin, more commonly known as the No Breakfast Guy and I hope you're doing what you love with the people that you love and let's just jump straight into it. Well, welcome back to another episode, guys. And if you've been listening to the podcast over the last couple of weeks, I really appreciate um, you staying with those episodes. Uh, both of them were obviously very long episodes. Uh, the first one being an hour and a half, where I was speaking to uh, my good friend and social scientist uh, Nigel Dalton. Uh, a lot of you really enjoyed that episode. You thought some of the talking points we spoke about, um, and you know the the I guess the futurist ideas of what's coming and what we're going to be living in and how I guess Web 1.0 was built and Web 2.0 Web 2.0, and now where we're obviously moving into the third version of what the internet is and what it'll all come and I guess how we're going to stay fit for that both mentally and physically. Um, I really enjoyed that chat and some of you guys um, sent messages through to me saying that you thought that there were some interesting topics that were spoken about um, and that it was interesting. So that was good to hear. And if you have listened to uh, last week's podcast where uh, I spoke to, again, a long-term client of mine, a very good friend of mine, but also someone who's been a mentor of mine uh, over the years, Patrick. He's been on the show a couple of times, and uh, we just went into more detail around, I guess, the last... 12 months of Perth and how I'm feeling, where my head's at, where the future's at for us over here. And I thought that was a really in-depth chat. And Patrick asked some tough questions on me and we uh, really opened up the the can of worms. And so, yeah, if you haven't listened to either of those episodes, uh, go back and have a listen to them. But for those of you who have, I really appreciate uh, that. We're coming right back to, I guess, the, the title of this podcast today, Let's Talk Fast. Uh, we're going to get hard hitting. We're going to get right to the point You've seen the title, you know, the secret cardio exercise that will add years to your life. Uh, And if you've read, I guess, the show note description, um, you're going to get a good sense of where we're heading for today. But we're just going to get straight into it. And as I say in that show notes description, in that most people, when they hear the word cardio, think of a couple of things. Either they think of something like running or peloton classes, or maybe it's, you know, going to a, a high intensity type session at something like F45 or CrossFit, and that's what they think cardio-type training is. That, Well, one, yes, they are um, obviously going to um, impact your cardiovascular system and in turn uh, improve your cardiovascular system, but the number one point I actually wanted to get across in this um, podcast today was this idea that not everything or this idea that people have that, Something has to be at red line for you to be getting a benefit at. And what I mean by that is that, you know, when most people think of, as I said, the word cardio, I think to activities that are really high intensity, things that like running or a Peloton class or something, as I said, circuit type training, be it F45 or CrossFit or something like that, where you're going as hard as you can. Your heart rate is at a maximum. Um, Level And that you're really just giving everything you can just to survive and get through and push through and um, work through. And that that's what's required to get a, or elicit a response in your um, body that's going to improve your fitness, improve your health, improve your cardiovascular health. And that's just not the case. And that goes across the board when it comes to strength training as well. You don't have to be in the gym pumping weights day in, day out, to get a response that's gonna give you, going to give you some value uh, in your life. Is going to improve upon the points that you're trying to act on, be that trying to add some muscle mass or get stronger. You don't need to be going to the gym seven days a week and at red line, lifting weights to improve your strength, especially for newcomers to that, in that you can go to the gym and just start doing, or oh, you don't even have to go to the gym, you could be doing some home weights Um, type exercise. This is not a plug for my uh, No Breakfast Club, but a lot of my uh, home-based programs, people are getting great progress from that, improving their overall fitness, improving their overall strength, and it's all home-based programs with very minimal equipment. Now, if you're someone who is an intermediate lifter, maybe you've been lifting for a couple of years or an advanced lifter, then absolutely, you're going to need to be in the gym. You're gonna to need to be um, tailoring your program a lot more specifically to get that next level um, that you're after, uh, really trying to improve your strength at that point. That's not to say that you can't do other things, but once you're kind of becoming more of a um, an experienced lifter, then you're going to have to obviously continue to overload your system beyond where you have been doing it to get that response. This is exactly the same when it comes to cardio-based exercise. If you are someone who is an elite runner, then yes, you're going to obviously have to be doing some sort of higher-level type exercise that us mere mortals would consider is a very difficult task to, I guess, complete to give you that response that you're looking for to improve your cardiovascular fitness. But that's not who is listening to this podcast. 99% of you... I'm um I I'm guessing at that but I I think I'm taking a pretty good educated guess here that 99% of you are not super advanced in your exercise be that strength training or some sort of cardiovascular type training and so most of you listening to this pro- podcast can get some really good results from some from some very small inputs and that's where I want everyone's mindset to be starting especially if you're coming to this podcast and you're a complete beginner to thinking about or taking care of your health and well-being, be it on the food front, nutrition front, or on the exercise front. Now, of course, this podcast, we're talking about the exercise front, and we're not talking about the nutrition side. And so when I'm talking about being a complete beginner, maybe you used to be active when you were a kid. You used to play a lot of sport. Maybe you even played it into your late teens or early 20s. But for whatever other reason, you went to uni, you started work, you had a family, whatever it might have been, you just haven't been paying much attention to your health and well-being over the last few years. And let's say five years have gone past and you really haven't done much um, with regards to you know, higher intensity exercise that you may have been used to when you were a child. I would call you a beginner again. Right to the point, or right to the the flip side of that is someone who's just never taken any consideration to regards to their exercise. You didn't play sport as a kid. You maybe just went straight into work, or went to school, straight into work, and you've now been at a desk job. You've now got a family, and it's not really been something that's ever been on your radar. Both of those people, while, yes, someone coming back to it, is going to probably have a quicker response in getting back to um, or getting some sort of, um, I guess, normalcy out of their exercise again. The fact of the matter is, you're both kind of in that beginning phases. So, if you're someone that that feels like you that you're coming back after many many years away, or you're someone who's a complete beginner, this podcast is for you. It's also for those who of you who maybe aren't as consistent with your exercise uh, over over the weeks and months and years. Maybe you have uh, have bouts of it where maybe it's the beginning of the year you're really super um, you know, enthused about moving forward and you go, you know what, this is going to be my year. And, this time and then something comes up and then you fall off the wagon and then you find yourself, it's been another year and it's like, oh, it's January again in our 2023. Now it's going to be like, this will also help you as well as someone who maybe just exercise once or twice a month. You're know, you, you you're really not kind of putting real thought into it, but every now and then you just wake up and you go, I'm going to go for a run today. or oh, we're going to go to the gym or go for a swim or whatever it might be. This podcast will cover all of you, and the secret thing I'm talking about, the secret cardio exercise, which it's no secret, but the secret, it's obviously a, a, a clickbait grab for you to obviously click on this podcast, but the secret that most people you know, in the fitness world don't tell you because they're normally promoting their run program, their gym program, I'm part of that um, crew, and I'm always obviously promoting the programs I run, but most of you listening to this podcast right now will elicit a response in your health and well-being that will add years to your life that requires no exercise, uh, sorry, no exercise, requires no equipment and no real effort on your behalf apart from the fact that you just have to show up and do it, is walking. The, the huge amount of benefit you can get from walking be it power walking, getting out there and really get your stride on and getting your heart rate up um, from there, to just going on a walk with your dog or your best friend, the huge amounts of benefits that just get overlooked by everyone from just going for a walk is huge. People just think that walking is just, well, I just went for a walk today. That's great. And I, I really wanted to do this podcast today to bring up a, uh, a particular piece of research that I remember seeing throughout um, my university years, especially in my master's degree when I, I was going more down the route of exercise rehabilitation. My my undergraduate degree in exercise science was more around, I guess, general population kind of level of training in that helping the general population. The exercise physiology route was really kind of starting to help specific Uh, populations, be them the very elderly or people who are coming back from severe injury and obviously are needing a much lower level impact of exercise to get them going again, to get them started again, as well as the elderly, who obviously, for most part, most elderly um, people, when I'm saying elderly above 70 years of age, aren't going to be going to a CrossFit gym as their first day of exercise. They're going to look for what's the Lowest level of exercise I can do to start actually having an impact on my my strength and my well being and my mobility and my falls prevention and those kind of things. So, this is where I came across this particular research when our you know professors and different uh, lectures that we were going lectures that we were going to were talking about. Is it was called the grim the grim reaper uh, experiment, and basically they took a, a huge population. It was more an, an observational type um, study, and I've spoken on Instagram especially in the past of how limited the, I guess, the ability to draw hard definite conclusions from observational type um, research, just because you take a mass population, you take, you know, 100,000 people, you know, huge populations, and you just look at what they do and then draw conclusions based on some of the, I guess, familiarities that come up. You might see that this huge part of the population, there's a really high percentage of them that do X, Y, and Z, and here are their outcomes. So we can try and draw a correlation that people who do this have this particular outcome and people who don't do this have this particular outcome. Now, they're only ever correlations and um, that kind of term is correlation is not causation. So you can't say just because this large percentage of people seem to do this and they get this result doesn't mean it's just because they do that. That's the direct link that caused that result. But when you have high enough numbers, and there's huge amounts of data that show that you know this huge part of the population all seem to be healthier or better off when they do X, Y, and Z, it's a pretty strong correlation. And obviously, again, if you know statistics, there's different R values that show you how strong that correlate, correlation is. The stronger the correlation is, the more likelihood there is that that particular thing that you're looking at is, again, I hate using the word cause because we never say correlation is cause, but... You can give a very good and confident response to say, if you were to do this, this is your likely outcome. And this Grim Reaper um, research looked at speed at which uh, the elderly could walk at and death rates. And they kind of, I I love the way they kind of uh, worded it and termed it in that. As long as you could walk, and I'm pretty sure I'm I'm saying this right. I, I might get the numbers wrong, and I apologise if I am. But if you could walk 3.6 kilometres an hour or above, you were far less likely to die. So basically, they were looking at as long as you were mobile and could move, you were obviously in a healthy state that would elicit or bring about a, um, I guess a health response that meant that you are less likely to be dying of old age. And old age being heart failure or all those kind of things that a lot of the elderly tend to to have. And so the the reason I wanted to bring that particular piece of research up and say it to you here is that the power of walking is huge. And if you can make sure that, I mean, again, this is not causation. Just because you can now walk at 3.6 kilometers means you're going to live forever. Of course, that would be a stupid thing to say. However, if you are walking, if you are moving, it can be like a gateway drug to other things. People who tend to do health-promoting behaviours tend to have other health-promoting behaviours that they include in their life. And if you're someone who is sitting at home or you, you've taken a long time off of exercising, and you've never really done exercise and you're not paying much attention to your health and well-being, this pandemic that we've been in has just caused you to you know, become a hermit at home and you're like, I just can't be bothered with anything, and now you're getting going again, just like, I can't even fathom going to the gym or going for a run or getting stuck, you know, doing something big. I want you to know that just getting going, doing something, and if it can be walking that seems like, you know, I can go for a walk, that's easy. Great, get out there and do that then. And I don't care if it's two minutes, five minutes, 50 minutes, or five hours. I don't care how long you want to go out for, but get out there and do it because just getting started is the gateway to doing more and the benefits that you'll get from you know, your cardiovascular health, so your heart and lungs, you don't have to be running to get a great response from your cardiovascular system that will make you feel fitter. You'll breathe better. Your heart rate won't raise as high. Walking up that flight of stairs that used to put you out of breath, it might not put you out of breath as quickly or as much. All these different things that we just kind of take for granted that might become your normal just because you're out of breath walking up a set of stairs is normal to you that does not mean it's normal. You shouldn't be getting out of breath walking a set of stairs. you shouldn't be able to get, you shouldn't be getting out of breath getting up out of your chair. You shouldn't get out of breath just playing with your kids and kind of you know walking with them so like, like these kind of things just because they're normal for you does not mean they're normal. and so I want you to improve your health And if by just going for a walk and understanding that walking can be a really powerful thing to improve your health and well-being, Then I want you to hear that message loud and clear. That just because Jody down the street is running and she's a fiend, and she's like, "You've got to get into the running. It's the best thing for your health." While yes, there might be better things to improve your health and well-being when you're at that stage, but you might not even be able to fathom the thought of even running fifty meters, let alone going for a twenty-five minute run. So go out there and go for a walk. There's so many benefits to your health and. As I said, if you can keep yourself moving later into life, and I've shared this video to um, my email uh, Listen, if you haven't seen it, if I remember to do it, I'll put it in the show notes um, down below. But a good friend of mine who's been on the podcast um, before, Mike Vacanti, who did a video years ago, which went hugely viral, and it was like, I think it was called something along the lines of um, the real meaning of fitness or something like that. And he used some terminology in the air which really, really resonated uh, well and why I, why I guess that video went so well with people is that the number one reason why people are admitted to a nursing home or you know, care at the end of their life where they can no longer take care of themselves is they can't stand up anymore on their own accord. They can't get out of bed on their own. They can't sit down or stand up off the toilet. They can't shower themselves anymore. That's the number one reason why people are admitted to nursing homes and late age or late stage of life type care because you just can't take care of themselves anymore. The longer you, and it's a really, really slippery slope and quick slide from that moment to when you will die because once people are, you know can't get up, can't be mobile, have to rely on others just to even wipe their bum, feed them, shower them, it's a pretty horrible existence to be living in and people tend to die very quickly after that. And so the longer you can keep yourself out of there, the longer you can stay mobile, the longer you can keep yourself, I guess, um, in you know, dependent on yourself, not dependent on others and have an independency um, on life, the The longer you're gonna live, and that's why I used the the title that I did that the secret cardio exercise that will add years to your life. The longer you can stay mobile, I guarantee you it adds years to your life. And whether that means that you get to see your great grandchild be born or whether you get to see or help walk your your daughter down the aisle or it allows you to, I don't know keep keep walking or going to the the local, the local park with your with your kids. I, I don't know what the kind of end-life things that make you happy, but that's what I think of when, you know, what, what am I going to be happy to still be able to do late into my life and still be able to see and be around for, is that I would love to still be active and healthy and be able to do these kinds of things so I can play with not only my kids, but their kids, and maybe their kids after that, you know. I, I really want to be able to do that late into my life and have a healthy, mobile, and independent life where I'm not dependent on someone said feeding me and wiping my butt. So I know it sounds super simple, and you're like, oh, how how good can it really be?" And here's then the gold nugget to take away. You like, you've heard all this and go, like, "Okay, how powerful can it be?" I want to set you a challenge. Here's the here's the the action I want you now to take. So you've heard this podcast, you've been here for me for you know just uh, under 20 minutes, and I thank you. So here's the nugget. I want you to add minimum 10 minutes every single day of walking. Now, I don't care if you do it morning, noon, night. I don't care if you do it at a super quick pace or you just go for a walk around the block with a dog or your friend or your partner. I don't care how you do it, but a 10-minute block every single day, and do it for the next 30 days. Now, if you want to do more, by all means do so. But all I'm asking is for a bare minimum of 10 minutes every single day for 30 days, and tell me you don't feel better for it. Now, a big point I want to say is this is not to be done inside on a treadmill. Now, if it is, if you're listening to this and you have a blizzard that is going on outside. Now, obviously, the Northern Hemisphere is going into winter now. If it is four foot of snow outside, it's a howling blizzard blowing at 100 kilometers an hour and it's minus 20 degrees, I'll accept that that's probably a bit nasty to be going outdoors in. Find yourself a gym and do it on a treadmill, okay. But for the most part, I don't care how cold it is or how hot it is, get up, get outside, and go for a 10-minute walk and use your own legs because treadmills... You do it for you. Uh, it's a lot easier to walk on a treadmill. It's much more difficult and it's much more beneficial to be outside, not only because of the fact that you have to actively do the walking yourself, but also you're outside. You know, we've been living indoors so much for the last couple of years. Get outdoors. Go and enjoy that outdoor space. It's 10 minutes. Don't tell me you don't have 10 minutes in the day because every single person in this on this planet has more than 10 minutes, but you absolutely have 10 minutes of time to throw on a quick pair of shoes, get out the door, and go for at least a 10 minute walk. If you get out there and you're like, oh, I'm loving this, look at that beautiful sunrise, or look at that lovely sunset, oh, I'm, you know, I'm not due back to the office for another 30 minutes, oh, I'm gonna go for a bit longer, great, do that. But minimum, every single day, for 10 minutes, for 30 days, and I promise you, you'll feel better, and that's just with 30 days. Imagine three months, imagine three years, Imagine three decades of doing that every single day. Now, if you're someone who's listening to this and you already walk your dog every single day or you're, you know, you go and meet up with a friend and you walk every single morning, then make it a slightly bigger challenge for you. If you always do a 15-minute walk every single morning, okay, we'll just increase that. Increase that by 10 minutes. Go and do 25 minutes. But make sure that if you're someone who's completely and you don't do any walking whatsoever and you're actually maybe someone who's active, you just go to the gym every single day, that's fine. Add 10 minutes of walking into you. I'm telling you the secret power of walking and just getting outdoors, moving your feet, and and walking daily is something that will not only change your life immediately, like you'll feel those um, responses come in real quick, but it will add years to your life. And I promise you in 20 years' time, 50 years' time, or wherever you are at life, in the late years of your life, you, you will thank me and I hope my 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 name comes to mind. I'm like, that little punk Adam was right. Like, I'm so happy that I'm still mobile and I'm seeing all my friends around me, unfortunately now, can't get up. They're all moving into nursing homes. They're not active anymore. Bob, Judy, Susie, Graham, they're all dead now. They don't get to see their grandkids grow up. You're going to be happy that you got moving. You stayed mobile and you kept ahead of the Grim Reaper because you kept yourself mobile and you kept yourself walking quicker than three What was it? 3.6 kilometers an hour. And so that's basically... What I wanted to just encapsulate in today's or this week's podcast, and I hope that I wasn't too cheeky in saying the secret cardio exercise that will add years to your life, but I hope it allowed you to click on it, and I hope you're still here with me, and I hope that this podcast changes the actions you take, and you change your mindset around thinking that everything has to be at red line, you need to be going at flat out uh, to get some sort of benefit. This one little action, this one very simple and easy thing that no matter what size you are, what level of activity uh, you're at, what level of experience you're at, what level of mobility you're at, everyone can add 10 minutes of walking into their life. So add that into your life and do it not only for the next 30 days, but do it for the next 30 years of your life, and it will add years to your life, and it will add mobility to your life, and I bet you and I promise you that you'll feel better for it. And so... I hope you uh, have enjoyed the episode. I hope it brings value to your life. I know it will bring value to your life. And as always, I really appreciate you sticking around, listening to this week's podcast. As always, like, subscribe, do all those kinds of things for me. Uh, It helps the algorithms out and makes uh, sure that other people get to listen to this podcast as well. And I really appreciate you guys sticking around and uh, coming back every week and listening to my little rants and my conversations. It uh, really means the world to me. So I thank you a lot. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.